Welcome to In Full Color. In Full Color is a show for creative beings, modern visionaries, and the dreamers of a more colorful world. On this podcast, we enter into a space of inspiration, possibility, and wonder, where we tap into our innate creative power together. Alongside muses, creators, and changemakers like yourself, we discuss the power creativity has to connect us to ourselves and to each other, and to change the world for the better. I'm your host, Amy Lore. I'm an author, artist of all kinds, and personal guide for visionaries who are ready to bring their inspiration to life. This space is devoted to your unfolding, to the light you're here to shine, and the life you're here to live. I invite you to bring your fullest self to this moment, all that you are in full color. Hello, Familia. This week's guest is Casey Rose. Casey is an American creator living in Italy. I discovered Casey sometime during the pandemic on Instagram. I was feeling especially homesick for Italy and not optimistic about the possibility of being able to visit soon because of COVID restrictions. So I was totally living through her page and laughing at the way she applied audios from the office to her everyday life situations as an American living in Italy, living in a foreign country. So Casey was a professional dancer in New York, and she took a solo trip to Italy where she ended up meeting her now boyfriend. And long story short, they live in Florence, Italy together. And she shares online about her experiences as an American living in Italy, along with some really awesome insider travel tips. She's really working to make Italy and Italian culture more accessible. I really love Casey's energy. She just has a radiance, a vibrance, a zest for life. And I'm sure that you will be equally enchanted by her. In this episode, we talk about taking leaps of faith, the ever-evolving creation process, the expansion that travel can bring. And of course, we take some time to talk Italia. I actually share one of my favorite secret spots that I think each and every one of you would enjoy if you get the chance to visit. Be sure to stick around to the end for Casey's creative prompt that she offers us. As soon as she offered this prompt, I was a little bit intimidated because it's a big one and it's a fun one and I took action on it in a fun way. I'll share what that looked like at the end of the episode. Before we jump in, I want to offer you the opportunity to book a free guided visualization with me. This is a short phone call in which we drop in together and tune into one thing that you are desiring to bring to life. And we go through a visualization process for it that brings you into energetic alignment with it. And it's kind of like sprinkling some pixie dust on a dream that you've been harboring. That's a really fun and relaxing process. And the link to do that with me is in the show notes at visualization.amyinfullcolor.com. Go ahead and subscribe and rate this podcast if you have not taken a chance to already. I'm really grateful to have you here and let's get into the episode. Hey, Casey, welcome to the In Full Color podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi, so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So you're coming at us from Florence, Italy. (laughs) Yeah, all the way from (laughs) And I actually used to live in Italy. So when I discovered you online, I was like, oh my gosh, reminiscing so hard. I used to live in Rome. Rome. This was for a summer. It was the summer of 2017, which I think was the hottest summer in Rome since 1830 something. So that's true Roman summer. (laughs) So 
when I discovered right. you online, I had been, it was during oh the pandemic God. and I had been wanting so bad to go back to Italy. I had just mm-hmm. taken Italian courses at my university. Yeah. I was like, okay, after I graduate, I'm going to go back to Italy for maybe a oh few my months. Gosh. And then I was like, eh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but I've been able to live vicariously through everything that you're sharing. Oh online. my gosh. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm glad that I'm glad that my content could give you that. I know it's like, it was tough during the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people escaped through their phones in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was this blend of escaping and kind of watching out for like, am I numbing myself by the social content that I'm taking in? Totally. But also this beautiful connection of it seems like you've created such yeah. a beautiful community around you too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, I'm really lucky. I'm really grateful for my community. We have a good uh, – a good group of people, a good group of people. And it's funny that you say that too, because I was actually thinking the other day about how social media in general, gets such like a bad rep, if you will. Um, when in reality, like there are so many good things that come from social media, case in point, you know, somebody that can relive essentially really good moments and really good memories and like be able to have that. Like when, when in the past have we been able to like really do that, you know? Um mm-hmm. Yeah. I love these conversations about talking about what's awesome about social media because I feel like the past few years, what I've been hearing has been overwhelmingly like, this is a toxic thing. We need to get away from it. But if we focus on the good, then, you know, maybe it can grow in a beautiful direction. 10,000%. And there is so much good. And I think, like, just in general, um, I think just in general in our society, like, we focus so much on, like, what's bad. and in reality, like there's so many good things. There's so many good things in the world. There's so many good things about social media. Like we just kind of pay attention to the bad stuff more often, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think you do an excellent job on your own oh, platform you. of just and just, like really Thanks. celebrating these little moments. Yeah, all my mistakes. <laughs> like here's what I messed up today. <laughs> Just finding joy and laughter in it all, though. <laughs> you got it. You know, if you can't laugh about it, then what's the point? <laughs> Honestly. Totally. Well, you moved to Italy somewhat um, impromptu, I guess, and it's been an yeah. unexpected adventure. And I feel like one of the bigger pieces of inspiration that I've got from just following your journey has been this call to really take these leaps of faith. And staying open to where life wishes to lead you. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what your process has been like coming to that and exploring that space. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's crazy because the reason why I decided to do solo travel to Italy in the first place was because I honestly like had a gut feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I feel like I got to go to Italy. I don't know why, but like I feel like that's something I'm supposed to do. And so like I worked and worked to save up money for it. And then I did a solo trip and, you know, it's crazy. Like looking back now, because if I had never done that, like I wouldn't be like where I am now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, like after I had met my boyfriend Dario in Italy and like we were in New York together, the pandemic hit. I remember I turned to him randomly, like in September and I had that same gut feeling of just like, I think we're supposed to go to Italy. Like, I think that's what we're supposed to do. Um, And don't get me wrong. Like, it scared the absolute shit out of me. Like, I was like, I was a dancer in New York. Like, we were in the middle of a pandemic. And all of a sudden, I'm coming to him being like, I think we should move to Italy. (laughs) Like, you know? Um, But 
along with like it being so scary, it also just, you know, I felt like it was what was supposed to happen. And Mm. I had such a, I had such a pull between my brain of like what I was supposed to be doing and like what I wanted to do. And I think it's really been like a process and a journey and I'm still learning about how to focus on like, what do I want to do? Like what, Mm -hmm. what feels right? What feels good? And like, what's going to make me happy? And a lot of the times it's the shit that scares me. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's kind of, you know, how it started to blossom was just saying yes to those things as opposed to saying no, because I was too scared. Yeah. And then it just started to morph more into the fact that like kind of what we talked about before, before the podcast began, like when I'm on my deathbed at the end of my life, like the, the scariest thing that could happen is that I look back regretting things that I didn't do because I was just too scared to do them. Like that is like 10 times scarier to me than any scary thing to do in life, you know? that's kind of how it, it just blossomed, like really from a place of being like, well, screw it. <laughs> you know? I love to bring in this long view of yeah. looking at the bigger picture and taking a step back of like, what do I actually want to create in my life? Because mm-hmm. it can be really somewhat easier in the moment to just look at like, well, what's going to make me feel okay today or mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. Uh, versus this life is my canvas and I get to choose how I'm going to create it. it. My, my yeah. choices are my paints. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It's so true. It is so, so true. And I feel like the, the hard part is that we get stuck in, in a routine, if you will, like we get stuck in, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I still, I still have my moments too, where you get stuck in a routine of repetitiveness because it feels comfortable and you're just trying to make it to the next moment. And like when you have the courage to be like, you know what? No, that's not working for me. And like I, it, breaking away from this, it might be un- uncomfortable for a second, but in the long run, I think it's going to be a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. an equal and maybe more discomfort in staying the same because life is going to change anyways. And so mm-hmm. we can either direct the flow or just kind of. Yeah. It. You have two choices. <laughs> like, do you want to stay like where you are? If, if that's going to make you happy, like go for it. Like if that's what's going to make mm-hmm. you happy in your life, amazing, do it. But like, if there are those things where you're like, God, I really wish I could do that. But like, I'm too scared or like, I, you know, I can't, I can do it later. I'll do it later. Like when's later? Because like your life, your time on this planet only has, it has an expiration date. So mm-hmm. when's yeah. later? When's going to be the right moment? That can be really hard to figure out. That can be really hard to overcome, you know? Yeah. There are these different voices that some saying, stay stay where you are, don't take that leap. And then others saying like, do it. And it it can be a little bit tricky to discern the voices. And so I think it just takes that level of self-awareness and just pure practice and time. Dancer in New York, right? Like I have been trained since I was like five years old. Like you will be a performer on Broadway. Like that's what you're going to do. And like I was like okay, and I like <laughs> you know like put myself through the ringer. I went to school for it. Like blood, sweat, tears. Like I went. I was pre- uh, performing professionally. Like all of that because it was what I was supposed to do. Like it was what mm-hmm. I was supposed to do. Quotation marks. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love performing, but it got to a point where I had to like, and and it actually took the pandemic and the t- complete shutdown of the industry to be like, oh, I'm not happy doing that. So mm-hmm. like, I can either stay and like after the pandemic, keep doing it or 
I could make a really big, scary life change and like see if it works. But either way, like something's got to change here. Right. Mm -hmm. So totally. So, I mean, we think about being a performance artist, like that's Mm -hmm. obviously has this element of creativity in it. And I'd be curious to hear, because this podcast is all about creative living, like how has your creative energy shifted from being in that space to where you are now? Oh, now I feel more free to create my own work. I feel power in being able to create my own work. And that's honestly why I started posting on TikTok to begin with. I started on TikTok and then made my way over to um, more platforms. But that was honestly why. Like I I needed like an outlet for creative self-expression. I was like... I was anti TikTok. I was like, I miss Vine. Like, you know, like, I, I was like, totally fine. Away. But like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, but then like, I I started. I never put. I never uploaded on TikTok like ever. And then one day, like, I saw a trend and I thought it was fun, so I did it. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. And being able to have that creative outlet, it was just like a whole new world for me. And it's something like. It was an interesting lesson in taking a part of your old life per se and integrating it into your new one, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I love how you mentioned it was fun and that just feels like the pure energy of it. And that's what comes yeah. through on the other side of the screen. And I think that really mm-hmm. speaks to any creative process of mm-hmm. if if you're going at it because of your own joy and you're being joyful every step along the way, then that is what comes through on the other side. Cause we have this um, kind of this image of like, you know, the tortured artist, or you have to like <laughs> grind or it's stressful to create a business. What, what all these kind of stories we have about how creation should be difficult, but it's really mm-hmm. the joy and ease and wonder that you bring to every step along the way that, really emanates. Mm, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like there is that, that side that is stressful and it sometimes it is hard. Like I won't stand here and be like, no, it's easy. Cause it, it is hard sometimes. But I think like, you know, when you're in that position of, well, at least if it's going to be hard, the least I can do is have fun with it, you know? And like <laughs> all bets are off, like it's hard, but like I'm having a hell of a lot of fun with it. And like, that's kind of the most important part. And I think if you're going to create content, like you have to do stuff that resonates with you and feels good that what you do. And luckily, like, luckily I, I do. And I, I really, I enjoy, I enjoy making content. It's really fun. <laughs> I, I have a good time with it. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, who's curious about playing more in the content creation space, yeah. I would love to hear more about your process. Do you do things kind of like randomly inspired? Do you plan things out? What does that look like for you? How do you play? Oh my gosh. It can look like a million different things, honestly. There is no like right way to do it because sometimes it's so funny. Sometimes like you'll have these moments of inspiration. You'll see a video or like something will just like come to you, right? And you're like, that would be funny. And so you film it. And that's the video that goes really, really viral, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are other times when like you plan out something and you're like, this this situation happened to me and like, I can't believe it happened. And you sit down, you write a script and it's like, "Eh, you know, maybe it goes viral, (laughs) maybe it doesn't. But it's really like it, 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 it's all over the place. Sometimes like I'll have things happen to me. I still have like things in my head of things I would love to create content for that I haven't yet because I have to think of how to create it. 
And then there are those moments where something just comes to you and I'll film it right then and there. Like it's really all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's really all over the place. Yeah. So just staying open to how it shows up is. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. Like you have to be open to all of it. You have to be open to it. Be open to receiving it. Be open to doing it. Be open to creating it. Because it'll come at the most random times. (laughs) The most random times. Well, one thing I see you document a lot is just little adventures around Mm -hmm. Italy. And what has been some of your favorite things? Oh, my gosh. I spent a lot of time in Rome when I had some friends and family come in. And basically I had I had a lot of solo days to myself while I was mm. waiting for one traveler to add one traveler left and I had to wait a couple of days for the next traveler to come in. So I stayed in Rome and, and solo traveled by myself. That was the first solo trip that I had had since before the pandemic. And it reminded me like how much I really love to solo travel. Mm-hmm. And like I had so much fun in Rome. I create like I my Rome content is some of my like favorite content that I've created because it was just fun. Like I had so much fun. Just uh, it was a good memory. It was good memories. Yeah. There's so much to explore in Rome. I always tell people you could probably live in Rome your whole life and not see everything. Yes, it is huge. It is massive. It is so, so big. It's huge. I would love to like mm, let you in on one of my favorite little spots. And tell me what is it? I think it's super under the radar. Um, so when I lived in Italy, I was an au pair. I was 21 at the oh time. Oh my gosh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I was staying with a family uh, who lived just north of Rome. And so they would take me on little adventures here and there just for the day with um, the little four-year-old who I was watching. Uh-huh. And one day, it was kind of like a – it was a hot afternoon, obviously. And we were like, what should we do? And the mom just drove us out probably 45 minutes outside of where we were staying to this little village called Calcutta Vecchia. Have you ever heard of it? No. Calcutta Vecchia? Calcutta Vecchia. So it was this medieval village that was built into the side of a rock. Like literally some of the houses are like in the rock. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, it's surrounded by this beautiful green valley, just like this horseshoe around it of lush green. Every every view is just so spectacular. And so we walk into this little village and as you know, just the architecture there is so enchanting. And so it slowly unfolded that the story behind this village was it was abandoned for a long time. And back in the 60s and 70s, a bunch of hippie artists came and started squatting there and eventually just took over the village. So now it's this little artistic village and we were walking around. There were people selling their art. Oh my um, there were cats everywhere wandering around. Delicious little teacups. <laughs> Such cute little restaurants. Um, and yeah, spectacular views. So that's a really amazing place. And as I said, it's like in a rock. So if oh you kind gosh. of walk down on the side of the village, there is this place called Grata Sonora, which, as you might know from your Italian studies, is Sound Cave. Yep. <laughs> and it's uh, literally a cave in the side of this village where this beautiful yeah. couple creates gongs and different sound healing instruments. And they have I went to a concert there and they do um, different sound healing sessions. So I'm just like obsessed with this whole little village and beautiful vortex. Yeah. I never heard of that. That sounds amazing. It's so under the radar. So I just wanted to put that on on your radar and (laughs) the energy of that place into the podcast conversation because it was so inspiring for me when I was there. I was talking with this 
woman. She was probably in her late 60s. She had a little art shop and mm-hmm. she said, said to me, everyone is born creative. We just forget. And it was such oh. a huge moment of awakening for me on my journey. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so true though. Cause life gets caught up. Like we all have those creative tendencies, everyone, but life, like, you know, you get caught up in life mm-hmm. and like the things that you're again, quote unquote, supposed to do. Yeah. Or told that we're not good at something. Yeah. There's so many, oh gosh, there's, there's all those studies too. Like when you think about children, like you look at the world, like so open eyed and bright and like full of possibilities. And it's, um, I was reading a really great book once. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it was saying about how it's, it's the external things that chip that away. You know, Mm -hmm. the, oh, you're not good at that. Or maybe you should do something else, or maybe you should wear a different top. Like it's the things that are external that are said to you when you're a child that start to take away those outlets and that, that kind of wide eyed wanderlust feeling. Totally. This is reminding me of this song lyric, I think by Trevor Hall. He says, Mm -hmm. No, it's actually by Satsang. They say, the pressure always comes from the outside. And that really hit home with me of like, Mm kind of like you were saying earlier, we have this sense of possibility as kids and the world didn't change. It's we did. And so that possibility is still totally there. And it almost feels like this journey of growing up and personal development is like, how do we, how do we get back to that? No, it is true. It's so true. Like part of that personal development is like getting back to that feeling of anything is possible. And it's like, have you ever read the book? You're a badass. Yes. Okay. It's what she says about vibing on the same level of the universe, right? Like we have to kind of fight to get back to that because when we were children, you know, the the world was always at that level and we were right there with it because we had no, no outside point of reference for anything else. Right. Um, yeah. And so we believe that with like every, every fiber of our being, Mm-hmm. And it's the external things that start to change that. And so it's a constant, I feel like, journey to get mm-hmm. back to that point of being able to vibe on the same level of the universe, but it's 10 times harder as an adult. Yeah, that's like our natural state of being and maybe all the disease and yeah. mental challenges that we mm-hmm. experience is just because like, oh, you're just trying to be something that you're not. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Or like trying to unlearn things that you've learned. Mm-hmm. Like unlearning is, is almost harder than learning, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. especially when it comes to, you know, you think even self-love, self-care, like it's hard. You have to, you, it's a, it's a battle. It is a workout to have to train your mind to unlearn negative things that were said to you that aren't true. And it's a, it's a constant struggle. I don't think anybody gets perfect at it. Everybody still has to, no matter who you are, has to kind of fight to be in that headspace. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's so important. It is so important that we like get to that. We at least try to get to that point, you know? It's so worth it. And I'm curious mm-hmm. what that looks like for you, the self-love journey of yeah. you are in this amazing country with a loved one and (laughs) looks like lots of friends, but also kind of far away from home and in a different culture. Mm -hmm. And so how does self-love show up for you and support you? 
again, like it's a constant battle sometimes, you know, but I think like I try to remind myself that like who I am and what I am is enough and deserving and capable and worthy, you know, and it's so hard to think that way because you're also trained and I say you're in a general sense, but like we're also trained that recognizing that you are, you are enough is bad, is narcissistic, is arrogant, right? When in reality, like it's not, it's so important. And so like, I think the first step is being able to be like recognizing that you have things to be proud of. And like whoever you are as a person, even if you have things that you're still working on and need to work on, like you are deserving of everything in the universe that you want. Like you are, and you are capable of doing it, but you have to fight to get into that mindset. And so it's always a journey, but like you got to do it. Otherwise we're going to go through life being unhappy. Yeah. That sense of worthiness is such a beautiful doorway into a lot of possibilities of once you own that you're worthy of everything you desire. And it's like, well, what do I desire? What do I want to create with my life? And then it just gets to be really fun. Like I'm just playing Mm -hmm. in this space and uh, there's this element of faith and trust and surrender that comes uh-huh. in. Of, exactly. I trust that if I'm, I'm going to choose to be my authentic self and put myself out there and put my dreams out there and what is meant to come will come. Exactly. I always say like everything happens for a reason and what there's a saying like what is meant for you will not pass you by. And it's it's very true because if you had told me a year ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing, I would have thought you were insane. <laughs> I would have thought you were crazy. But like what's meant for you will not pass you by. You just have to be open to accepting it is the first Mm -hmm. step. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know some more about just the experience of being in Italy and how that affects your mindset. I guess like what what we can learn from the Italian mindset about living a creative, expansive life that's aligned with desires. You know, they they got a few secrets up their sleeves. Yes, (laughs) thank you. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. I think one of the biggest things that was like a big smack in the face and a really big lesson that I had learned, I'm sure that you experienced it too, is working to live and not living to work. Like Italians embody that sense of like working to enjoy or just enjoying life. Even if it's something as simple as taking 10 minutes out of their day to sit down and have a coffee mm-hmm. like at 10 a.m. or like having a gelato at 11 a.m. Or the other day I went to a bar, a cafe, a bar, and a 75-year-old woman walked in next to me and I'm getting a I'm getting a coffee and she orders just a big old glass of white wine. And <laughs> literally it was like 10 a.m. I was in shock and she chugs it, winks at me and leaves. And I was like, I stood there and I was like, that is the energy that I want in my life because she was just like, yeah, it's 10 a.m. I want wine. <laughs> and like there is that element that was a very big um, learning lesson for me, especially coming from New York of just like, you got to take time to enjoy your life. You only have one. So like have the donut, like have the coffee, go on, go on holiday because you want to go on holiday. Like take the day off because you, you need the mental day to rest and heal. Like there is that element or going for a walk. I, I went out for a walk before this too. And the, the amount of just like Italians that I saw that were just in the park, like reading a book or just like sitting and enjoying young, old kids. Like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like 
we, we lose that sense of enjoying life. That is such an amazing reminder because I think that sometimes even when I'm having leisure, relaxing time, there's some part of me that's still wanting to be productive. Like, did I relax oh. effectively? <laughs> did oh. I actually, like, I need to listen to this audiobook and um, <laughs> read this article and that will be relaxing for me. And like, oh my gosh, so just like oh look gosh. at the clouds. <laughs> no, yes. No, it's so true. Like I, I can relate like on such a hard, deep level because even when I'm taking the day off, I'm like, well, I have to be productive. I have to do something or else I've wasted the day. And it's like, is it wasting the day or are you just redirecting the day in a new direction? Like, are you taking care instead of taking work? You're taking care of yourself because both are important. Both are important. But we tend to focus on like the things that we need to get done instead of like, maybe I should just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. And like, that's completely okay because I need a mental health day. Yeah. And I like to think about those kind of days as like, some kind of indirectly being productive because yes, you're going to be a whole lot more effective the next day. Exactly. It is, it is a form of uh, productivity, but I don't think we, we recognize that, especially again, like coming from New York where everything is go, go, go all the time. Mm-hmm. That form of productiveness isn't necessarily rewarded. It's seen in more of a negative light than doing work, right? Physical work, tangible mm-hmm. work. As opposed to the work that you can't see, like working on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Mm, totally. Well, you're also just surrounded by beautiful architecture. Florence has some of the most amazing architecture and some of the most amazing art museums yeah. full of ancient masterpieces. You've got you've got David. <laughs> you, guys have, you got David on your team. Um, yeah. And there's also just like delicious food everywhere. People are always dressed in beautiful outfits. There's just like this air of beauty in Italy. And what does that bring to your experience? Oh my gosh. Respect. It brings a lot of respect. Because especially like you mentioned, like walking through Florence, like where the architecture is just unreal and you're surrounded by these statues that were literally built by somebody's hands thousands of years ago. It is just, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing to me. Right. And so like you have that added element of respect to the people that lived here before you, to the people that live here now, to the people that will live here in the future. There is a history here that runs very, very deep. And with that history comes a very big respect of culture and tradition and like the earth and like the things that the earth provides and the things that are old. And the fact that even if they're old, it doesn't make them any less beautiful. It's just all those elements of beauty that add up to a very high level of respect that I don't know if I've experienced many other places. I love that so much. And now that you're bringing that up, I'm like, that was totally true for me when I was living in Italy too. Because what I I would do on my days off is I would take the train into the city and mostly just walk around and walk into every church that I passed by. Mm -hmm. And they are so incredibly intricate and gorgeous. There's a lot of intention of that, of like the art Mm -hmm. and the architecture does bring you into this elevated space. Mm -hmm. And I would look at the doors or this one stained glass window, I'm like, someone probably spent their entire life making that. Like that level of artistry. It is so insane. And it's so easy for us to look at like a statue, especially with the technology that we have now. Like you look at the David and it's like, you could so easily be like, yeah, it's cool. 
until you realize that somebody literally sculpted it with their own two hands out of a piece of marble with no machines, no technology to see what they were building, just literally by eyes and a hope and a dream. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. is insane. It is insane to me. And just like the added fact that like you're walking amongst these pieces of living history and so much Mm -hmm. has happened here before you got here. And I think that that also leads to the fact of just like, it really smacks you on the head that you are one small part in history, right? And so like, you better make your life worth living. Like you better have fun because like you are one small part in a very grand, big scheme of things. And it just like, it puts a lot of perspective in that sense of like appreciating Totally. Yeah. Seeing that those beautiful art pieces and the architecture, Mm -hmm. getting that sense of got to live it to the fullest makes it very easy to walk to the gelato shop next door and get your second (laughs) cone of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's counting. Nobody's judging. (laughs) Yeah. I was always, when I lived there, I was surprised by just how normal it was to eat several servings of gelato every day. (laughs) Yes. No, that's why I was saying when I said like eating gelato at 11 a.m. I'm not kidding. Like people eat gelato at 11 a.m. because they're like, I can and I'm in Italy, so I'm going to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is what we do here. (laughs) Yes. It's so funny. It's so true. So much other gorgeous food too. And you've definitely got a foodie in you. And so I guess I I would love to know what's some of the most creative food things or I guess most surprising things, most different. What's like really rocked your socks? Oh my gosh. Where do I begin? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh man. I have a foodie in me. If there's, if there ever was a foodie, I have a foodie in me. I think how, how each region is so different. I think that's the thing that rocked my socks because there's something special in each region that is different and weird and not something that I've ever seen before. And it's all one country, right? But the food in Rome is very different than the food you find in Milan or the food that you find in Bari or Napoli. Like all the food differs. Mm-hmm. there's that added element, that same element of like love and passion, right? But every region has their own specialty. Like when I went down to Sicily, I had some of the best food I've ever experienced in my life. Like fried rice balls, twist my arm. Please, I'll take ten. Like who knew that you could fry rice? Or even, um, oh, rice gelato. Now that I'm on the rice kick, rice gelato. Like insane, like those unique flavors. And I think that that Italy maybe really excels in that is like appreciating what they have and what's around them and utilizing fresh produce and fresh ingredients and what's in season and incorporating that into like their local cuisine. It's really, it's fascinating. It is fascinating when you start to dive into it. When I was living there, I was vegan at the time and I Mm. found out that summer that I was gluten-free And I stopped drinking. So I was in the land of like meat, cheese, wheat, and wine. I was like, I'll have a gelato, please. (laughs) So yeah, also living vicariously through you in that sense. (laughs) But even even just like looking at how things come together, I'm like, it's an art. It totally is an art. Oh, yeah. But I I think also like the thing that you appreciate, especially I'm sure again, like I'm sure you know, but like with Italian food, it's simple. Like it's easy. It's not like complex. Like they respect the natural flavor of the food. And I have a I have a chef for a boyfriend. So I've definitely gotten my lesson on food and respecting the natural taste of food. But it's so true. Like instead of a sandwich having 10 ingredients, you they have two. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. 
Yeah. Like it's so fresh and so good. And that was like the most mind blowing part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, for anyone who's listening who wants to travel to Italy, and I know a lot of people come and they're like, okay, I've got one week. I want to either do the most I can or really sink into a place or two. Like just off the top of your head, are there maybe two or three places that's like, you should definitely go here? Oh my gosh. It's so hard because there's so much to see in Italy. Like you could spend- It's also different. Like it truly is just like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see the the typical tourist sites like the Colosseum and, you know, Florence and Venice? Like, do you want to do that route? Because that is totally doable. Or do you want to experience the Amalfi Coast sloping hillsides of towns? Like it is so curated and so specific to each person. Um, And you could spend... I've lived here for a year and I still have so much that I want to see. Like it is crazy. Um, the first time I came, I, I spent a week, a little over a week in, in Italy. And I did Venice, Florence and Rome for my first time. And I thought for me, cause it was important for me to see the big tourist attractions. I wanted to see like, you know, Venice, I wanted to see the Coliseum. I wanted to do all that. But now, now being here, I am really enjoying finding the little small towns like Mantova and um, Orvieto, like, you know, those type of like tiny little towns that also have so much history, but maybe aren't as commonly visited. They have the most amazing charm, just like these little street corners you find yourself on, walking through an archway, and then you walk upon this view, and oh, look, there's a little herbalist shop or a little pizza place. It's And they're all um, like these medieval towns that like are just beautiful, and just there's so many of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I want to go back so bad, but I know, I know the time will come. It's traveling is it just will. weird right now, but I see you making it easier for people to travel to Italy. You've been organizing these trips. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about that and just everything yeah. else you're up to if people want to connect with you further and get in touch with what you're doing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm really excited. Paired up with Trova Trip, who is a fantastic travel company to plan group trips you know, in the hopes that people that want to see the world and want to solo travel, but maybe are a little nervous to go out and alone, like they, we can come together and we can do it together and like make core memories and make friends. And, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited to do them. And so that's happening this year. And then I just released my website, which I'm really excited about too. Um, I have a, a new blog and I, I'm, I made eBooks. So much is happening. So much is happening. And, and yeah, I'm really excited to, to kind of, what's the word, expand resources to help people. Cause I think it's just, it's such a beautiful country. There's so much like we can learn, even if it's not like to Italy, there's so much you can learn just by like going abroad you know, and just like seeing like how other people on the planet live. Like there is you, you, there is no negative side to it. There is no negative side to like traveling to another place, even if it's another state, seeing how another person lives and gaining that experience and gaining that mindset and really trying to help people again, feel capable in doing that because you are, everybody is, it just takes a little bit of motivation and determination to get there. But like, you will not lose anything from from traveling ever, ever. 
for sure. I will link to all of your little resources in the show notes for people to find there. And I love this call to like, just get out there on an adventure. Because for me, I've even just during the pandemic, I've been Mm -hmm. traveling to the hill country just outside of Austin and just getting 45 minutes away. It's like, it really can be so refreshing and people are living differently out in in just different parts of the state. So yes. Even the, the little adventures can go such a far away. Absolutely. And I think like, yeah, it doesn't have to be far. It doesn't have to be far away, but like encouraging and believing in yourself enough to go is like the biggest, most beautiful step that you can take for yourself. It, it's like you will gain so much from it. And yeah, it doesn't have to be big. It can be the next town over. It can be the coffee shop five blocks away from your normal one, like just yeah. having a new experience and just like kind of broadening your mindset. Yeah. Like you're going to learn so much and there's so much to see. The world is so big and so beautiful. There's so much to see. Mm-hmm. Even Love if it's a sense of wonder. <laughs> well, one thing I'd like to end my podcast with is just offering a little prompt for the listeners, something that they can create on this week. So if you have any ideas mm-hmm. there, I would love to hear it. My prompt would be, what is one scary thing that you're going to commit to doing this week? Something that you've been thinking about for a really long time and you kept saying, I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it next time. I'll do it in the future. That sounds really scary. Not right now. Commit to doing something. Commit. Even if it's going outside for a walk every day or having a cookie you know, like something, something that is scary to you or something that you've been putting off. What's what, what are you going to do? I love that. And I'm glad that you said this week, because I, as you were saying the sentence, I thought you were going to say like this year, I was like, I got time. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting on it this week. (laughs) You're lucky I didn't say tomorrow. I put out polls on my Instagram all the time. I'm like, surprise, what are you going to do today? That's scary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. People are like, I'm panicking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's been such a joy to connect with you and thank you again for coming on. This was lovely. Thank you so much for having me. How awesome is Casey? I'm so grateful that I got a chance to sit down with her and just experience the authentic joy that she brings to the table. I was totally intimidated when she said, do something that scares you this week because I knew almost immediately what it needed to be. (laughs) For a while now, I've been wanting to go to Mexico and spend a few weeks there. And as soon as Casey said, you got to do it, I knew I had to do it. So I actually plan to be in Mexico when this episode releases. So it all feels very full circle. And thank you, Casey, for the extra nudge. If you'd like to connect with Casey, I've got her website, Instagram, and TikTok linked in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you will find the link to book a free guided visualization with me. As I mentioned in the beginning, this experience is a space for us to drop in together and tune into something that you've been wanting to manifest, bring to life, activate within your being and your life. I truly believe that we each have massive creative power living within us and this guided visualization is a really fun way to apply that power to bring what you desire to life. I genuinely love spending time with people in this form because I'm just so inspired by the dreams that you have and your willingness to stretch and expand into the version of you where 
that dream is alive. I am deeply grateful that you are here listening. I invite you to reach out to me online, either through my website or social media, and just say, hey, I love getting to connect with the people who are on the other side of the microphone. I'm wishing you joy, ease, and beautiful creations, and I will see you next time.